0: Split your pod with Thud and Blunder. Fortified Niche.
1: Man, that intro was pretty cool. How about a new kind of intro? Back to the original format. Two guys talking about games where well, the neither of them make them. It's Fortified Niche.
0: Yeah. The name's uh, JC Dent. I'm the podcast host uh, and the person you just heard before me was casa the other podcast host hooray normalcy restored yeah uh, no more invading uh, game developers just kidding there will and be of more course interviews. you're recording right yeah 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 <laughs> I, I i'm recording i'm definitely recording um,
1: one second though that was fun i liked it i liked it I learned a lot i like um hearing people's favorite game designers and how much his daughter was involved,
0: that was cool. Yeah, I, I actually, I I was nervous before the interview, but uh, once it finished, I was like all pumped and hyped because like, well, he, did, he said a lot of interesting stuff and a lot of stuff that uh, I thought was really cool about the intentional creation of the game, about things you want to go for in the game and also about the... Uh, I'm also always uh, happy to hear that the uh, I'm not gonna say legacy, but uh, but uh, I, I I like hearing how the indie game industry is uh, embracing 3D printing, 3D modeling as a thing.
1: Yeah, um, the future is happening, and we're living through it right now. That's <laughs> not quite all subpunk dystopia.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some of it uh, just smells really bad because of the resin we use in our printers.
1: Look, that rush went away. <laughs> so don't at me my ants.
0: Oh, so uh mm, back it smelled th- like neurotoxin. <laughs> so back to talking about game talking about a single game today. Uh, today we're going to tackle Fud and Blunder, a fantasy skirmish game from the Ministry of Gentlemanly Warfare. You may have previously played their games uh, Blood Eagle, Die Show, and the Osprey published in Her Majesty's Service.
1: Yeah, that Majesty's Service looks kind of neat. Um, I, I thought it was like a James Bond sort of game based just purely on the name <laughs> but
0: apparently it's not well it's because you had the uh, brain farted a secret into the title and in her majesty's secret service can be nothing else but a game about being james bond one day so yeah but uh, this game uh has zero james bond in it unless you create one which is pretty easy yeah it is easy totem blender is a Fantasy skirmish game. That's ba- that's basically it. Uh, that the, the, if 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 there's a setting, there's it's more of an excuse setting than anything. And the main thing in the game is to build yourself yourself a warband and then uh, beat your uh, <laughs> beat your opponent. I guess. Uh, though it's also geared a bit towards doing light engineering, light dungeons and dragoning because you can. There are rules for breaking down walls and um, dis- disabling traps and what have you. There's also
1: a scenario where you're running, running along the rooftop trying to escape from guards, which is the only cool scenario in the whole goddamn book. Love yeah. that, love that. Love rooftop things. I've always wanted to build a rooftop um, board for all my games. It's just trying to work out
0: uh, everything about it. <laughs> so if you haven't noticed, uh, Casa is a huge Carnevale fan. <laughs> I oh, was actually it was through infinity the first time um, well, it's e- just like he's moving
1: along lines as well and Batman as well has rooftops because it's Batman
0: yeah yeah uh, infinity doesn't really have falling rules but I don't remember this game having that many of those either
1: it used to was the main way to kill the tag was uh, hack it possess it and then jump vertically off of something and then the fall damage was insane and it would take so much <laughs>
0: I mean, it's logical. The only way it could be better if you could fall onto someone to kill them. Uh, that would be much better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take that tag. Super jumping it some camo. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to deal with it anymore. Take that camo tokens. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, uh, no tags. Uh, no tags in this game, though. You can build a demon lord, so you, you know. Hmm. You take some, so you lose some. Uh, with premise out of the way, fairly fast we can uh, we can go describe the rules, and the rules are at the core simple. Uh, you roll a d10. <laughs> you you roll yeah, d10 plus mods. Yeah, d10 plus mods against the target number, and uh, you see how that shakes out. Because <laughs> stats in this game are essentially described as modifiers to the d10 roll and there aren't too many your the main your character will have destiny which is uh, all the saves you'll want to make it's the only it's the only it's the, it's the only stat expressed as a target number so like destiny 2+ plus is extremely good and destiny 7+ plus is like well uh, there's a, there's when outside I'm probably going to die Uh, equal to or over though yeah equal to or over Uh, and uh, fighting value and shooting value are exactly what you imagine them to be (laughs) they they describe how good you are at hitting things and uh, you have speed value which is separate from movement and works kind of like initiative in Warhammer kind of sort of not entirely exactly but it adds to your movement speed and it adds to your armor in uh, melee. Uh, and th- th- this is this is the thing that th- 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 the largest part, the largest bit of D andism in this is the fact that to hit you have to to hit someone you have to equal or pass their uh, armor value, and that that is usually you know described by the type of armor you're wearing. So. Welcome to Dungeons & Dragons. You then roll Destiny to see if you go out of action.
1: Yeah, um, the armor rating system works pretty effectively. I quite like it compared to some other games where armor is just either flat reduction or just penalties. It's like thinking of the Frostgrave armor where you've got to roll over that number and then you do so much more because you've beaten it. Like if you roll 13 versus armor 12, you do a point of damage. Or if you roll 23, you do 20 points of damage or something. Um this straight like, no, you hit them. Uh, ratings for seven is base armor, unarmored person to like 14 is the heaviest level of armor before you add your speed stat to it. Yeah. Um, so models can get pretty, pretty hard to hit and there's no automatic successes in combat as far as we are aware.
0: Yeah. And uh, that's basically, got to make uh, values though. Uh, that's basically the entire system in a nutshell. Uh, you'll roll one of these things if you need to do something. Uh, figures essentially have a single wound so you know a single hit mm-hmm. can take out your mighty hero as as easily as a peasant but you know the trick is getting that hit in because
1: yeah, uh, know, being stabbed
0: because like if you stacked the guy with uh, with fat stacks of armor and stuff he can be he can be like armor 12, twelve or armor fourteen, and then destiny three plus, and even with modifiers, uh, it's 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 not it's not easy, it's not it's not easy to get to get up there. We've seen it in experience, uh, but uh, but the developers are good enough to have provided uh, stuff like wallifier and mobbing, which uh, works. Kind of like fire team shooting in uh, in infinity, yeah. I'd say, because you you select one guy and you say this guy is going uh, is going to be the one actually delivering the shot. He's only going to do a single shot, but each friend joining him is going to give him a bonus, which allows your uh, piddly gnome or uh, goblin archers to overcome a mighty crusader in plate armor.
1: Yeah, one goblin is not scary, but one goblin with 19 friends,
0: all shooting crossbows at you, is not going to be a fun time. Yeah, yeah, we've run the math. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, in, and in practice, this means that the game, once you get the hang of it, is really fast. As soon, uh, basically, after the first turn or the first real skirmish, you know the values and modifiers of most of your troops, uh, and since most soldiers exist like you know one wound state. there either take a, they're either there or they're taken out so you don't have like stacking penalties or stacking bonuses to, that you know would procedurally yeah, be generated.
1: Th- much in the way of minutiae tracking there are some like you can like bless your soldiers or give them like magical bonuses of some sort but most of those potions you can drink to get temporary advantages but most of them are pretty easy to keep track of and will go away at the end of the round or they're permanent. So there's not lots of sort of like well this lasts for two rounds this lasts for three rounds and this smoke goes away at the end of your second model third movement. So the gameplay is ridiculously quick.
0: Yeah, uh, we yeah it, it was it was really smooth smooth to play. So we're big fans of uh, we're big fans of all that and. Uh,
1: it's um yeah I, I quite like their uh, I go you go individual models thing as well and the phases system is quite neat with movement shooting stabbing cleanup in our quotes I yeah th- yeah that, but. That, that
0: that's that's basically the that's basically the entire system it's like I know old warhammer fantasy where it's movement phase but I move a figure you move a figure I move a figure you move mm. a figure then shooting which means I activate a figure you activate a figure and then there's like, you know, stabbing phase. For magic users, their spells tell you in which phase they can be used, whether they can be combined with another action. And uh, yeah, there's like no dedicated magic phase and it happens real fast and really easy. Fumbles do exist. Fly up and, sorry? Fumbles do exist, but it's really hard to to like you know kill kill yourself with those or something because for a fumble to take effect you have to roll a natural one and then you have to roll another natural one to see that it's a really really actual fumble so it's very rare in practice
1: that's like one percent chance you'll get you know 80 percent of the time from our experience uh natural ones are always a fumble as well um shooting destiny uh casting spells it's yeah, I, I quite like the spell system as well. It's a lot like what Frostgrave was doing, where it's basically rolling over your destiny, plus or minus modifiers how hard the spell is and how good a wizard you are, or cleric or believer in the pe- glorifying power of friendship. Um, like you have things like uh, what was it? I thought I was doing it's that horrible spell I cast on you that I completely snowstorm? didn't realize how big it was. yes, yeah, snowstorm. So you get to, as far as we're aware. If a spell can be cast in the uh, shooting or movement or fighting phase, you can do that as well as something else. So you can move your movement and then cast the spell up to your range of the spell, which is either touch or up to 18, and then the spells that can empower things if you take high level spells. Uh, but Snowstorm was a 6-inch radi- diameter zone of fuck you. Yeah, and because... There was no counter spelling, There was no... I'm going to stop. It's like, no, it's just there. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Snowstorm is so rough because... Uh, People inside of it have a line of sight of 1 inch. People moving through it have to make a destiny roll. with a one modifier. So your you know, cheaper guys who are rolling 7 pluses, 6 pluses... Are now getting even worse at it. Um, and if they're in there during the shooting phase... They're taking another hit. Which we're not quite sure. I thought the hit meant they were knocked down. Because... Or oh, can't move. Like in the movement phase. But we also played it that... You are hit like you were hit by anything else. Like a sword hits you or an arrow hits you. So... The 6 inch bubble of death...
0: Yeah, out, took out four
1: fifths of your rank and file.
0: Well, to be fair, they were Destiny Seven goobers. Yeah. But uh, it, uh, it, the spell description says any, everyone is hit, and the Destiny modifier is like uh, like minus one. And it, basically, every time it says that in the rules, it means that you are experiencing, you're making what is essentially an armor save uh, to, so to not 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 to pass out, though. Uh, that's not entirely where it ends here, because uh, as you build heroes, you can actually give them hero points, which hmm. can be used to reroll the destiny dice, or I guess some other dice if you're fe- dice. if you're feeling plucky, and you don't actually have to be that stingy with them, because you can get hero dice by uh, killing mooks. Basically, just, just taking them out. Yeah, even
1: if they get healed back up, you still get the point. Yeah. So you could be bouncing the Goblin up and down all day. It'd be very funny. I take you out. I hear you. I'll take you out. I hear you. Ah!
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it, if you have a hero and uh, there's a lot of chaff enemies on the board, it, you can just sick him on those guys and just reroll hits and reroll save all day. And the snowstorm generated like, uh, like five hero points, I guess, to you. At at the end of it, it you you had uh, seven hero points out of your starting two.
1: <laughs> yes, It's like wow! Even buy any hero points, I could just grab them and just farm them. Yeah, like a real Chad. Um, like same problem as like Fireball and stuff. Fireball also does a minus one, but it's only a two inch radius blast. Um, there's a lot of cool. I, I, like I said, I like the magic stuff a lot. It's very powerful, so it encourages you to sort of like spread out and bring your own casters so you can sort of stop things. Like, and there's also things like a caltrips, which also just give you the ability to sort of knock down people in a zone or slow them down a lot, which is quite useful. Um, it's... It's neat. And there's also all the um, the traits, which is more of an army building thing. Ah, uh, yeah, and... What was it? Yeah, hero points are neat. Leadership's cool. Be you, basically, initiative phase, probably your highest leadership, plus a d10. Winner goes first.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, in, uh, uh, in our games, it was basically CASA goes first all the time, every <laughs> time. And uh yeah. 10
1: plus 1 is less than 10 plus 3.
0: <laughs> yeah, at this point, I think it's p- pertinent to go into army building because that's the meat of the game outside of the table and as the stuff on the table is fairly simple without lacking depth. And uh, army building is, well the base, at your base you have nothing. <laughs> you have like 300 points or 350 points because that's the usual agreed upon amount for a gang. And then you build them from ground up. If if you were to take a guy without anything, I guess, uh, I don't know, I should either check the army builder or something. If you take a guy who doesn't have Any sort of any sort of skill or any sort of Anything really you probably could buy him for like zero points or something, but
1: yeah, um Yeah, if if you if you have have, uh,
0: something there or you can't do anything, but yeah yeah, if you have uh, If your guy is like destiny 7 zero to fight or save zero zero speed Zero armor rating it has uh, uh, has no weapons. This game also has a rule system for like you know building your own weapons. Yeah, if he moves five inches or less, uh, can also go, can also be zero. Which so is the base rate? Yeah. Um, uh,
1: basically, zero points gives you a model. That model has no bonuses to doing anything. Has no traits, no weapons, no abilities. Let me get points.
0: It's an actual, is an actual scrub. Uh, I I I don't know I if there's some
1: plus to seven plus.
0: I don't know if if there's anything to if there's anything explicitly forbidding you from making an infinite size gang of zero point miniatures, uh, which would you know we don't like saying this, but which would go against the spirit of the game. But it's interesting as a mathematical exercise. Uh, if, if you can bring that many miniatures um, Because there's, you're not limited by deployment space or anything Except that 0 when you are. <laughs> Except the zero point guys would be only moving 5 inches a turn and, uh, and if the enemy has a wizard that's also a hero He'll generate infinite hero points by just <laughs> shooting them immediately
1: yeah, but like just by a similar situation, there's nothing stopping you from fluffing up the guys how you like. So if you think that your dudes are bad shots, bad at fighting, incredibly unlucky, but are all quick, are all just super duper quick, like you can spend what? I think it's eight points for a crossbow, and then nine points for plus three speed, and speed again. Where's speed? Speed this. 25 s- points. Yeah. So, yeah, my crossbow, one crossbow guy is moving 27 inches a turn and shooting you. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah I mean the uh, eighteen plus movement movement rate is an option while building a character. so if you want someone that's a fast flyer, you can invest in that and that because like you know you're not only buying these yeah. things, you're also buying traits and magical powers and magical powers is actually a way to simulate some of the some of the stuff like I don't know dragon's breath i guess, which yeah. is uh which is uh, I don't like it for a, for a single reason, and that it, it makes you buy the uh, magic caster trait because the uh, and this just r- r- rubs me wrong in the brain warm sense. Uh, it is it is kind of game that sort of wants you to
1: bring some kind of wizard along, no matter how much you sort of want to retheme it. Um, Wizards are cheap. It's like five points for the basic level wizard who gets access to level zero powers, not level
0: one. Or level yeah, two. and the level zero powers cost four points per. So yeah, and they they can be re- so, they, they can be really good. They cover all all all, all sorts of basics like blessing your uh, blessing your troops and, and enchanting your weapons or or simulating having the healer power. Though I don't know why you'd take that instead of being. Uh, a healer, because I think it's still touch range.
1: Yeah, touch range instant. Ah, uh, but you can have like you can make your guys in a bubble braver, or or you can ba- make it, or,
0: or you yeah. can uh, put put like your guys in a bubble of darkness that's impenetrable unless you have <laughs> darkness penetrating traits, or you can put your guys in other kind of darkness that gives them tier three cover. Uh, mm. So spells spells have a lot of. Uh, utility in this game. Uh, And if you look at the creating your own warband chapter, you can see that uh, basically rank and file as far as the uh, the game developers are concerned uh, would be the 20 point man at arms. He is destiny 5 plus, fighting value and shooting value plus one, zero speed, move 6, shooting and fighting uh, 9 which is not great but you know it is what it is, and he is equipped with a leather tunic, small shield, spear, and a dagger. So that is the baseline you are recommended to base your own your own dildos against. And the thing that he has a spear. I assume it's the long spear.
1: Like the twenty points for base guy is fine, and you can buy them in more than than you buy them in unit sizes. So you have like a five-minute arm, three hundred points, and they can all sort of like work together they're also moving individually and fighting individually but they can all like mob up on a model and four models can outnumber or can surround like a single unit unless it's a, um, unless it's they always, say it's yeah, a sorry. big
0: monster then so probably more guys can outnumber it um and the thing that really helped us here because there seems to be a, some depth in building a warband is that they hyper they hyperlink a x ex- uh, ex- oh, pdf a excel sheet in the rulebook itself and you can find it on the website and uh, it's uh, just like, you know, pro strat is to upload the, uh, upload the document to your Google Drive file so that the values work well. But it handles most of the stuff for you. Uh, there are some things they say you have to do manually like doing, doing like poisoned, poisoned value weapons or something, but yeah. Even then, it's like uh, it's a lot better than trying to like uh, do the checklist yourself.
1: Yeah, and it makes it a lot faster to sort of do things correctly because the game also comes with like 13 different warbands with a variety of units and all characters inside of it. Yeah, like just like a couple pages of straight up just heroes they've like knocked up like Cal and the Barbarian.
0: Yeah. It's uh, when, we say, when we said that uh, Zeno's Rampant did a very good job by giving you examples of armies you can build and like settings you can go for in the game. So this game does so as well because like those warbands that Kassa mentioned are like the standard fantasy fair. You want adventurers, uh, you have options for both experienced adventurer band and inexperienced adventurer band. Assassins, barbarians with dwarves. Uh, gnomes, uh, necromancers, thieves, they aren't exactly like 350 bands, they're more like examples of characters you could take in bands there and mm-hmm. as well as upgrades you could give them. They're basically essentially miniature army lists uh, which is which is what the game encourages you do kind of cre- create these sort of like army lists for yourselves or for the campaign so like you could have a stable roster of dudes so we, so that the next time you're building again according to that theme you're not going over all of the traits all the possible traits again you just see that oh i thought about it and like say i've given my knight the i've given the knights in this army the option to maybe take horses
1: yeah and it's like um like a page of fluff for each sort of warband sort of gets you the mind of it uh they're all, they're all pretty evocative. It's all kind of generic fantasy in sort of like the filed-off Tolkien kind of way of like, oh, the elves are mystical. There's ogres. There's orcs. The orcs might not make you captive. They're PW. Ha-ha!
0: That one was in the uh, campaign section, right? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, The but all list listening interesting was it does kind of behoove you to be inspired by them for some of the parts. Like, the Dark Overlord list is great. That's what I ran. Because the boss... He's 103 points, it has spectral, so he's just always armor fourteen versus anything that doesn't count a spectral, like blessed or lucky or holy or magical or whatever. And
0: if you have and then so And if you have a magical weapon or a blessed weapon, he's Armor Seven, so
1: <laughs> Yeah. There's some fun hard counters for those sort of abilities. Like there's a the dark immortality trait where you can't really die except for certain um, abilities, unless you have like the torch or a holy lantern. Uh, which Actually, doubling back on gear for this building, the gear section is also pretty well thought
0: out. Um, I, there's I, I a thought lot of
1: weapons, but mm.
0: I thought that the actual equipment section, which is like Caltrops and lanterns, is fairly small. But uh, you know, for the weapons and stuff, I think it goes well. Except the only thing, thing is that you don't have firearms, so you can't really, so you can't really do Warhammer Fantasy. But that—that is basically the only complaint I had and sure the uh, vehicle rules don't let you replicate a hind because of, uh, magical vehicles in this rule set don't get weapons by themselves you can uh, you can uh, you can give them crew which are like uh, <laughs> which are discount adventurers basically they're cheap they're just there to crew the vehicle so if you want to have a carriage and don't want to waste an actual character to like you know drive it you can get the crew member to be the driver and then your character stands at the back and stands at the back of the uh, carriage and just shoots with the bow uh but uh yeah that's where you just make a dragon
1: yeah the only only complaint i had rereading about the equipment section was there's a lot of duplication like a two-handed sword is a two-handed axe um a club is a flail is a like a hammer almost so it sort of seems like you could have gone a bit more generic with this and then had the traits be something you could buy as well like you take a thundering flail or a disarming flail or a super heavy crossbow with a full turn reload you know um some weapons have multitasks, like javelins. You can stab with some javelin or throw a javelin, and there's no arrow tracking, which is great.
0: Yeah, it's, it assumes that you have enough javelins or arrows to last you the game, which is uh, nice. Um,
1: but and there is, is a weapon, weapon builder, a weapon builder that you sort of do that. You can start with the club and say, "I like the club a lot." You know, it's it's two points or four if it's magical. I want to give it. Can't kill, so it's only basically non-lethal. It only knocks them down. Or for, for campaign rules, it will never take someone out long term. Um, or it's entangling. Haha, now it's three points or five for its magical. ah it's simple and it's neat. And like uh making stuff magical as well is pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh magical armor doesn't count towards encumbrance and is Magical, bonuses shields bonuses. Yeah. Magical, magical shields doesn't count towards encumbrance. Magical shields don't count towards encumbrance. Magical armor gives you bonuses versus um, destiny rolls.
0: Destiny but rolls for uh, for uh, for uh, f- f- when you get stabbed with things that have to bypass armor. Notably, what hmm. doesn't have to bypass armor? Spectral attacks. <laughs> <laughs> what if you weren't that
1: wearing pants at all? And also, I cast a spell to make you stand still for me. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, a magical sword. There's also like um tags you can buy for your um weapons so you have like a cursed weapon or a blessed or a flaming weapon um seeking silver Silver's great silver counts versus like all kinds of special uh traits actually against
0: impervious or, or i think Im- 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 not immortal and vulnerable yeah because the uh, imper- i think impervious is makes you resistant to uh, all spells uh, period it means friendly spells, uh, non-friendly spells, just nothing can do that. You can still use magical magical armor and magical weapons, but just you you are not expected not impacted by spells. And the other one is makes you more resistant to weapons and stuff. But there are ways to get around it. The only trait that is no take back sees I just get the good thing is immortality. And it only comes into play in campaigns, which means because immortality just means that your dude just, never dies after the, after the battle. And uh, I think this is some sort of some sort of like uh, developer favorite trait because that existed in Her Majesty's Secret Service. And uh, as I mentioned, I, I think I mentioned it in the uh, in the interview in the interview with Paul Pally, the, the dev that when the when the when the goons were making bans for uh, for an in her in, uh, for an in her Majesty campaign, a lot of people leaned heavily into making their guys immortal.
1: Yeah, which I guess makes sense if you want to become attached to them, you don't want them to die in a silly way. There's also reduced price immortality, a dark immortality, where if the enemy capture your model or they knock down on their side of the board, basically they can take them and do whatever it takes to ruin the dark immortality isn't isn't, isn't it also affected
0: by sunshine i think it's basically dark immor- yeah, yeah. Da- yeah dark immortality yeah. is literally you're a vampire
1: which is fun yeah yeah there's a bunch of fun traits to do things like deflect lets you sort of like for your destiny doll does to sort of like deflect the spell and or hit it back
0: yeah so um, we're just gen- we're generally fans of yeah. of uh, of, uh Building stuff in this uh, in in, in and Blunder, and uh, we're fans of Todd and Blunder providing so many Excel sheets for whatever you want to build. Magical vehicles, there's an Excel sheet for that. You want to build new monsters uh, to get b- uh, beyond the ones in, listed in the book, there's a sheet for that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, uh, and uh, the book itself is both super bookmarked and mega hyperlinked so it's mm. easy to get around there I, but I guess we, I guess we should save this uh, the, this one for the uh, compliment sandwich and stuff
1: yeah i building is also great because it really encourages you to either cover up your own flaws or spec hard into a gimmick like all of you guys arrange or all of you guys fight sort of, the, the variety of missions is such that you don't Want to be standing there and just sort of like trying to plink the enemy off the board because lots of them like walk up and do a thing or defend a thing or yeah,
0: um, engage
1: with the opponent in a way that's not just like aha, now you're all dead, now
0: I get to win. <laughs> Alpha strike means I accomplished the objective by default,
1: yeah. My uh, my wizard has many shots. Oh, sorry, my cool elf archer at plus nine shoot has many shots. We shoots nine of your guys at plus 16 and they all just fall
0: down, yeah. And, and like I said, some some of these like uh, so, some of these traits and stuff lend itself to concepts be, because one of the first guys I made was the Bre- breacher preacher, which is basically just a guy who has a self-loading crossbow and close-quarter shooting, which means that he can use it in melee. So I basically made him a guy who would do do breach and clears with a crossbow.
1: Nice, um, and there are uh, a big list of like uh, beasts and magical beasts. And playing with them seems pretty simple. There's not, like, a lot of depth in the rules. They're they're like
0: characters. Some beasts are mentioned to be more, like, territorial or more uh, likely to attack enemies. And you can... Like,
1: some whites, like, zombies just, like, won't leave the place they start from because they're, like, don't want to do that...
0: And if you want to have your uh, cavalry mounted on the rams, there are rules for rams and stuff. Because it says we only have rules for animals that cause danger and if they don't, we, we don't have them. So we don't have rules for a rat, you have uh, rules for a giant rat. And again, you are uh, encouraged to come up with your own stuff.
1: Yeah, and like... Um the army building itself lends itself so well to, like, the cool depth and scenarios that's on offer. Like, there's, what, 13 scenarios? I'm oh, sorry, no. 20 scenarios, so there's a d20 roll for you to pick them. Uh, there's a bunch of cool complications as well, from um, levels of light, from, like, pure darkness to pure sunshine, which matters for stuff. Uh, or raining, or snowing, or thundering uh, or you know, frightening. Sea levels,
0: uh, I mean, yeah, sea, sea states. Yeah, sea levels
1: matter, being on a boat. Yeah Uh, to the more hazards are about so the town could be on fire or sacred ground to make spells harder for some reason
0: my curious my my, my most interesting uh, sea state interaction with the rules is that it says that you can uh, if you're in the water you can have the cover bonus depending on sea state which means like you know you're hiding behind a wave I'm sure that's not exactly how it's supposed to work but like imagine a guy hugging a wave hiding from like crossbow bolts (laughs) Well, if it works, it works.
1: Yeah, throwing a fireball actually hiding behind the water makes sense. Um, but yeah, like it's also there's a lot of cool, just straight up um, environments to play in as well. Like they mentioned, uh, rainstorm and earthquakes and stuff. But it's like landscapes, sorry, what they call it. So you have like a city or a town, which um, naturally implies like there's some sort of town guard that might come. But like what are you referencing? Doing some of the break spaces, um, an arena is suggestive. So you could be playing in the coliseum and like either fighting in the stands or in the ground with the gladiators and the animals like farmsteads villages which leads to our favorite thing where you have civilians and they're armed because it's obviously some sort of horrible medieval fantasy world everyone's got a gun or a knife or a crossbow and if you almost hit them they'll shoot you back
0: yeah yeah always love well that peasants aren't exactly armed in this by default but if you have the armed populace uh the armed populace uh Modifier. Basically, every peasant you see is going to be strapping, and they're not. They are <laughs> They don't have rules for panicking. If you shoot next to them, they're gonna break out their hand crossbow and shoot back at you.
1: Yeah, like they're not great shots, but like it doesn't take like anyone shooting your hero with no luck points becomes a lot scary if you're like, oh, you're, you're hiding behind the mob. But I reckon the mob boy. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you're, go- you're gonna
0: you're uh, gonna you're gonna be their point and click adventure.
1: Yeah, there's a wonderful um tavern brawl where if you fight the civilians. The civilians will fight back and because they're all wasted, they ignore the first failed destiny roll, which is
0: very funny. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, this 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 game is uh, this game has a lot of charming options, things, and uh before we run out of things to for the compliment sandwich, I'm going to forcefully move this into the excuses to buy miniatures, which is uh, both the easiest and the least interesting thing about do, doing a game like this because it's like hey buy any miniatures you want this is this is this is meant to be a fantasy this is meant to be a fantasy game so you can buy whatever fantasy miniatures you need or whatever thing you can stretch the definition to be if do, to fit fantasy. Uh yeah, running your shadow run models. The book itself actually mentions that like hey so there's a section where, like talking you through building a warband from like rounds up so like hey we're creating a gnolls warband because we have because there's like northstar miniatures box of gnolls and we have some from reaper miniatures so it mentions it 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 mentions like making miniatures to suit your uh, making r- warbands to suit your collection and maybe you should do that maybe you should do that as well
1: yeah there's also cool um models out there like uh, to me the game screams Lord of the Rings in a lot of ways not quite sure why maybe it's just kicking in some weird key points but like yeah if you've got fantasy models I'm sure you can find some that would work for this whether converting up new ones or running old ones Uh, hmm no North Star figures for Thudden Blunder that's interesting
0: well uh, they don't have official miniatures and stuff but like you know any miniatures you buy for this game are going to be official for you (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's true uh let's have a quick search yeah but like um
1: any any there's fantasy models that had a resurgence lately for sure there's even like from official crowds like um oh, mantic as always or just any stl file creator there's so many people putting out amazing uh fantasy things lately um too many to name uh from dark horror fantasy just straight up like really decent lord of the rings sort of inspired stuff and of course you've got your big publishers like gw doing things um you for choice it's never been a better time to be a gamer who enjoys wizards
0: yeah so you know uh do which will uh nothing's gonna stop you and the book itself is full of like wonderfully painted miniature examples for for more bands and whatever so you know
1: but they're not credited and they don't say where they're from
0: yeah a lot of them look like
1: hero forge minis to be honest to me
0: uh, I, I said that quite, uh, for me, uh, quite a few of them look like they're uh, from the metal minions and whatever that come for Frostgrave, but, uh, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Actually, that will make sense because doesn't that Northstar join as well, those Frostgrave boxes? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, a lot of them like Northstar box minis or um, Hero Forge. So a couple have that kind of like Hero Forge kind of vibe to them, but I didn't see Northstar as well. I don't know, yeah. Actually, moving on to call it the Sandwich. Let's make a meal out of this game. Ha-ha. I want mine with extra ham. Man, why did somebody get rid of turkey and ham sandwiches? It's all I ever wanted. It's just turkey and ham on a 16-inch sub. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You're going to pick one and get the other. It's so stupid.
0: Uh, compliment, sandwich. Uh, what you <gasps> liked and didn't like uh, in this game. Uh, I'm going to be a graceful host to my other host, and uh, let you start.
1: Um, It's... So, honestly, the first thing that I liked a lot so much, reading it more, is just the variety of landscapes and complications that make scenarios interesting. The scenarios are quite fun. The scenarios are all pretty simple. They're all, like, maybe four sentences. Like, hey, you know, here's four dot points we set up. Here's how, we how you win. Go for it. Like, the scenario we played was I was suspending a statue, and you had to come into the middle of town and beat up my minions against the statue, which was neat. The first one we played was just a, um, an escort of a caravan. I'm not legally distinct um, white wizard of some kind. Yeah. Uh, and the complications make it so much more fun. Like you have spells that you introduce like uh, weather events or light and your characters can. If you've skewed hard into like night vision, then making it darker is great for you and hard for your opponent. And that's, that's really cool. The game encourages that and lets you play with it in ways that are not just like, Aha, I've rolled a one. Nothing happens. <laughs> 40% of the time, there's nothing cool happening in your scenario. It's just like, no, you can, you can do it every time, anytime you want. You can just have, like, Armageddon happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only things that are, that are in the game, like, one use per game only, I think, are potions, which is basically how you bottle up magical spells for uh, non-magical people to use. But So a lot of the cool tools you have are cool tools forever, uh, since I usually tend to frown at and when it comes to army building ignore any option that says once per game
1: but it's so cheap it's yeah. so cheap
0: and it's so fun um, for my bit I'm going to say that while the rules at first glance look like I don't know simple and D&D-ish they're actually quite fun to run they actually they, they work out well and in, and in, in, in in the actual play, uh, so I like the so so, so I, I I like the rules. They're uh, they're uh, they're <laughs> they're good. The game runs fast. The first mm. sure the first time I tried to calculate the uh, modifiers for something in this game. I literally grabbed my head as my as my brains were melting out. But after that, inci- that after that incident, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's plus one, minus two, or something like that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. getting, getting sure. Uh, so uh,
1: modifiers aren't as like neat as in like Rogue Planet, but they are consistent, which is good.
0: Yeah. So so yeah. So that's my first good uh, first good thing. What would be a bad thing you would want to single out,
1: um, with respect to how well and enjoyable it is to read some other fluff. I kind of, I kind of want to say it being a fantasy game is a negative. But that's just like me being hugely personally not a fan of generic fantasy worlds. Like I wish it had more flavor to it um, that encouraged me to read it. But that's not really reasonable. Um, I think the negative is. I don't know. I haven't really got one. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no real <laughs> clearing things of like, man, I hated that. That was annoying. It's just like, yeah, it's really smooth. It's really, it's a really well polished game without much
0: in the way of like, hmm, it's bad. <laughs> Meanwhile, for my negative point, I'm going to say the for however for however well the book is hyperlinked and bookmarked, it's. It's uh, the way subjects are laid out. It is a bit bonkers because you get the rules, uh, uh, the, the rules for, for for the game. So you know, like, uh, so what destiny rules do? What the line of sight is? Then you get the armory and all, all that stuff, and the building a warband, and then the warbands itself. Then you get scenarios and uh, and wait. You get terrain first, yeah. <laughs> Basically, the the way the way you have to look up your traits and spells and how to build a warband is a bit messed up, uh, the way it's laid out. And some of the terrain rules are extremely far away from the part where it tells you what scenario you're going to play and what scenario you're going to do. So it could be, so it could be laid out more logically like that. It's like a minor quibble, but it still is a quibble.
1: Yeah, the um, the reference sheet itself is also kind of hits that as well. It's good. It's good because it has like the modifiers immediately clearly, like for shooting and fighting. Um, but traits, it has a reference sheet of like what armor and stuff costs, which is use, I guess useful once you're building guys. But there's no real good breakdown of like traits. I'd love to see like just, those, just little like PDF, but just have like he here's what the traits are, here's what they do. Also, we'll let you copy text out of our PDF. That would be great.
0: <laughs> now, for uh, your second good thing, like the speed of the game is great. Um,
1: it's so always. I quite like honestly um, the mobbing rules, the the volley fire rules, like letting a bunch of people work together to take down you know, a more dangerous opponent is great. Um, and equally with the many shot rules or. Um, multiple foes attack thing where you can like divide your fighting value down and
0: hit more than one person so,
1: so outnumbering Callan the Barbarian feels good until Callan punches you all
0: <laughs> yeah this, like, is, oh, no. this is one of those games where attacking multiple foes is a problem for the multiple foes because you only split your fighting value which can say like uh, you have like four or six but the bonuses you get from weapons are applied to every attack so if you have a really good weapon or some other cool stuff uh you're still getting like plus three or plus four to attack every dude I arrayed against you of course yeah, we
1: weren't uh, sure if you get to make those attacks straight away like do you get to make your four attacks before they do or is this sort of now i'm making four attacks and we're still alternating
0: yeah well could, could there could be some clarity there but in general it's like one of those games where you are like depending on the circumstances outnumbering me is your problem <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for bringing all of your models closer. I was running low on hero points.
0: Yes. Um, for my other thing, like uh, I, I, I liked it. I liked that they included the examples and uh, other things. Like we mentioned before, and I've mentioned Xeno's uh, Rampant again. It's like uh, if you bi- if you just give us rules to build stuff and then never say what you imagine the builds mm. to be. Uh, then we're like, okay, I don't even know what's supposed to be the human average in this setting. Like, what do I do now? Uh, yeah, what does standard, like, watch, like
1: a um, city watch look like? What do they sort of on with? Do they, just, do they all have, like, crossbows and uplists? I don't know.
0: And no, the game provides, like, full-on army lists, not just like, you know, hey, here's an example warband yeah. of Elf the Elf and uh, Dwarfy the Dwarf, you No, know, It says, like, each of those have like, you know, two named characters you could uh, do. And then, uh, and then uh, the mooks you can uh, populate the, uh, the gang with or like, you know, captain figures, if you don't want to take any named characters.
1: So yeah, yeah. like the Elvish warband, one of the 17 warbands they provide has two heroes, then a noble, an archer, a warrior, and a sage, and then a full page of options to upgrade that. Like your warriors can become cavalry, they can get different traits. Um, your Sage can do different spells. And there's also, for the more generic warbands, like the Elwhal Overlords, it brings up um, uh, different races you can be. So you can be like Dwarf or Elf or Fomor or Gnome or Halfling or Orc. If you don't want to be like just that faction, you can be this faction with that sort of theming to it.
0: Uh, and race, obviously, is a loaded word, word. Um,
1: strange to keep using it, but it is from 2019, so
0: do better. But We can also say that it's, uh, <laughs> it's very interesting to see how the Lithuanian uh, publishing house or like the Lithuanian print house Tandartus Paustua keeps cropping up with war games. I think previously S- S- Saga First Edition was, pub- was printed in Lithuania and uh, I think battle-, battle Group. So like, you know, hey, uh, Lithuania may not have produced any war games yet, but we k- we have printed some of your favorite games.
1: Maybe you can go do an in-person interview with them and ask them <laughs> what's up.
0: <laughs> so how is it Hello. printing war this games? Up. What now? <laughs> how did you get into my office? Um, <laughs> Why well, you get out of here? Yeah. So uh, would we play this game? I have suggested my friend look into his game as a possible. Mordheim replacement, because that's one of those holy grails that you're always chasing it. And it may not have the lol random stuff of, uh, of Mordheim. And the following rules are fairly noticeably absent, Good. I think. But uh, it is a solid rule set for building whoever, whatever you want to build. And I think it works in practice, unless you cheese it with spectral multiple spectrals per team or something. But like, you know, we would do that.
1: Yeah, but if, like it's said, age old thing of like, if your buddy's being an asshole, stop playing with your buddy. Yeah, maybe if he's not that his, like, much a of a player. pizza to game time. Yeah, stop playing with them until they stop doing things that make you uncomfortable or unwilling to play against them. Yeah. Like, sure, skew hard, but your parent's like, I want to play a funny game. Don't. Meet, find a happy medium between you both.
0: Yeah. Uh, and would you play this game?
1: I kind of think I will. Um,. Listener of the show, Sean keeps wanting me to play Batman. So I'm like, "What if instead of playing Batman, we used all of your horrible Age of Sigma models for something else? Yeah, for something Maybe. good."
0: I, I wanted to say that I don't have the fantasy miniatures to play it, but then I remember that I have my Lord of the Rings miniature battles game. Battle companies, Easterlings that I have <laughs> that I haven't used in some time, and that's like a few guys with bows, with, with shields and spears, and what 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 not.
1: Yeah, I could. I jump on in one of the best tiarium STL yeah. um, p- packs I have. Print them off, run them up, paint them up. Super growth and easy. Yeah, I'd play this. This is fun. Yeah, I'd I'd play a sci-fi version. Mm.
0: <laughs> Take note, That's fair cool. developers. Give me reality edge in this system.
1: <laughs> I'd Be all over it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe one day we'll try out uh, In Her Majesty's Service and then we'll complain more about there not being a cyberpunk version. of um, by...
1: There is another one coming. Their page mentions um, a, future, a future future thing. Ah, this is a Victorian era for In Her Majesty's Name, which is already kind of Victorian. Um, yeah, no, this game is great. This game is dope. I'm keen to go back and look at the other stuff. Uh, I might check out Show* on my own time because it's sort of a period not really well-covered by games, but getting more and more common. Maybe Bushido is happening as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, just seems neat. Seems really neat.
0: Yeah, this is a... Uh, this is a str- strong, fortified niche recommend for Fud and Blunder.
1: Hmm. Two out of two podcast hosts. Recommend you consider.
0: That's 100% podcast host, as far as you know. Uh, <laughs> so... uh as we close, uh, cl- close another successful episode of the cast, which I have been recording the, this entire time, uh, I want to thank you for for staying with us. I want to thank Fadden Blunder Devs for uh, delivering us the game. And uh, we'll see you all next time.
1: Bye.
0: Bye.